Good morning, everybody, and welcome to church this morning. Uh, it's great to be with you, and thanks for joining us on our online platform. And take an opportunity to share this opportunity with somebody. Uh, you'll see we always put that up there. Hey, share this with somebody right now, and people can join in right away, which is really cool. I'm in this series that we have just begun that's called Where from here. And today I want to talk about fire by night. You say, fire by night, what's that all about? Well, I'm going to pull from some lessons of the children of Israel uh, in the desert and the desert wanderings of God's people, because it's God's people. Sometimes there's some wanderings that take place. And uh, I think that when we start to see what God's purposes are in our lives and his commitment to his, his mercy, that he can really rescue us from a whole lot. I mean, delivered Israel out of slavery, not to deliver them back into slavery. So I'm hoping to to that the, the Holy Spirit will just touch your heart and you'll get some clarity in this season of life that you're in. We don't want to let uh, our wondering, like wondering what's going to happen, what are our wondering to turn into wandering, as I talked about last week about the fog of things that just kind of makes it hard to see and know where you're going. Well, God makes it clear where we're going. Let me read from Exodus for you. Um, I want to encourage you to go and read the accounts in the Bible, the miraculous things that God did. There's really nothing that compares to it. It's, it's outstanding. Other than Jesus being sent by God to save us, it's incredible what God does. But I'm just going to read an excerpt from Exodus 12, verse 31 to 40. Uh, and this is this is the uh, Israelites now being released because because Pharaoh and Egypt they're just fed up. God just poured out these ten plagues and they were resistant and and anyways they're done they're done <laughs> they got the message let my people go <laughs> anyways and so it says here during the night Pharaoh summoned Moses Aaron and said up leave my people you and the Israelites go I mean he couldn't even he couldn't even get through the night. He wakes them up and says, Kissin, get out of here. You guys got to go. So he says, go and worship the Lord you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said and go and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. For otherwise, they said, we're going to die. Really, man, they were impacted. So the people took their dough. This is the Israelites. They took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs wrapped in cloth and clothing. The Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians, literally. The Israelites uh, journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, and they were about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. Many other people went up with them, and also large droves of livestock, both, uh, both flocks and herds. With the dough the Israelites had brought from Egypt, they baked loaves of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast because they had been driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare food for themselves. Driven out of Egypt, uh, the answer came. And it says in verse 40, now the length of time the Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. Awful long time, a long bondage, a long slavery. And exodus literally means an exit or a departure. And they exited from Egypt. They exited bondage, slavery. God had, was delivering them from their enemies and from this bondage and this slavery and the oppression and the abuse and the control. And he was bringing them out into the yeah, the wilderness, 
the wilderness, out into the wild, out into no man's land. We're going to talk about that because, you know, there's some interesting characteristics about the wilderness and some of you have been out there in the wilderness before. And I, I want to say this, but I want you to read the parallel in our own lives as I say it. Here they are out in the wilderness. Okay, but they've been set free. They've been delivered. This was God's plan, but now they're in the wilderness. Now what? You know, there's some things about, about the wilderness is there's a lot of paths that you can follow. We were just up on Sumas Mountain. Man, there was, you could have gone lots of different ways in the wilderness. There was lots of different ways they could follow. And it's very easy to get turned around when you're out in the wilderness. And so it is, if I was to illustrate and say, well, wilderness can be a confusing place. Wilderness is a very lonely place. Wilderness can be a very confining place. I mentioned a little bit about that last week. Nothing is familiar in the wilderness. You've never been there before. It's new. There's unknown dangers in the wilderness. Everywhere else is more comfortable than in the wilderness. In the wilderness, you're so surrounded by the wild and the density of it, you can't see very far. There's limited vision, and so there's a loss of vision sometimes, and vision is obscured. There's no shortcuts to really any place is worth going in the wilderness, because beyond the wilderness is some more wilderness. Provisions are scarce in the wilderness. You have to really work hard to eat and have food. And in the wilderness, that is really where your attitude is tested. Many of you have watched the reality series called Alone. And uh, man, you know, some of our family were just really into it. And it was very interesting because they would plunk people down in the middle of the wilderness. And so if they could endure and withstand it and be a winner without knowing if anybody else endured or not, they could win a million dollars. But so it was self-imposed, but it was for a million dollars. And... Uh, but what we found out in the series is that the wilderness won. <laughs> There's one person, you know, that at the end, but most of them bail out and they don't make it and they get sick and they can't find food. And so that's the wilderness. You see, the battles and the struggles that you and I face on a day-to-day -day basis, a monthly basis, a yearly basis for that matter, um, press on us hard and they they cause us to feel forgotten sometimes and alone, kind of like these people plunked out in the middle of the wilderness. Yet I can promise you, and I can say this from my own experience, is that the greatest struggles that I faced uh, provided for me the greatest potential of change in me to teach me the greatest amount of patience and the greatest amount of endurance that, I, that like nothing else can. So there's something in this for us. And uh, our own desert wanderings may really prove to be the most power-packed provision time of God in our lives because we start to see not the wilderness around us, but we see the wilderness in us that God wants us to see so that we're changed and become more like him. That's what he wants. He's after the wilderness that's on the inside of us. This is God's mercy to really our need to change and become more like him, or even our unfaithfulness, our unfaithfulness. The children of Israel, I mean, you'll get into it here. They grumbled, they complained. And so there was an unfaithfulness, even though God's provision was there in the middle of the wilderness. But look what it says, you know, um, in Isaiah 43, just as a bit of an introduction, God reminds Israel about, you know, you know, many of you know the story, but I mean, they came up to the Red Sea and they were kind of hemmed in there and they had the enemy behind them. And, and he reminded them 
as he talked about a new thing that he wanted to do. And let's put this at the forefront of your minds. He says, you know, I, I, I'm the one who made a way through the sea and a path for you through the mighty water, waters. And I'm the one who drew the, 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 the chariots of the enemy into that place. And the army were all buried in that sea. Like, remember what I did. So listen to my heart here. And God says in Isaiah 43, 18 to 21, and I say this to you today, okay? In the middle of a, a, a virus and, and restrictions and all these things that are going on, forget the former things. Yeah, that's what it says. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. There's a reason why he's saying this. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do, not do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls out there, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I form for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. See, I'm doing a new thing. Okay? Don't dwell on the past. You know, we, we, we love the past so much and we, we love the former things so much. We're not willing to move into the brand new things that God wants to do. And you know where he wants to do them? He wants to bring springs in the middle of this wilderness. Out of our innermost being will flow streams of living water. He talked about the spirit. Okay. What wilderness are you in today? Is it, is it having to have Church at home, is that your wilderness? Is it listening to church online? Is that your wilderness? Is, is it because you have to wear a mask? Is that your wilderness? Is it, is it the isolation that is being imposed on you? Is that your wilderness? Is it no, no worship services? And if you have a worship service to hum behind your mask, is that your wilderness? I don't know what your, it may be a very personal struggle, not even that stuff. It may be financial. It may be physical. It may be emotional. What is the wilderness? in you that God actually wants to help you with so that you can change and have his provision in the middle of it because there's a provision in the middle of it. You see, the wilderness was not meant to lead to complaints and grumbling, but the wilderness was meant to lead to trust. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the picture. That's the picture. God cares for his people in the wilderness, okay? Great miracles. God rained down manna, a, mir a miracle. Food from heaven for them to eat. Do you know that that's a parallel to the word of God for us? It's available every single day, just enough for every day. You, do you know that the, the, the miracle of striking a rock and bringing out water, like, like miraculous event, and they're out in the desert, desert and they can't live without water. Boom, God instructs, here's water. And you know, even that's a picture of the Holy Spirit abiding in you. And then he takes them miraculously, he opens the Red Sea and he delivers them through and buries the enemies behind them. And even that is a picture of our own water baptism. And so a picture of the forgiveness of God and the mercy and the deliverance from sin and evil and bondage and slavery and all that. Wow, there's so much in this story. We're in a time of unprecedented change. But do you know where to go from here in whatever wilderness that you're in? You see, in the desert, the Father speaks and awakens our hearts to hear. <laughs> yeah, because it's a lonely place. It's a, it's a wilderness. It's a desert. But the fact, interesting, the desert word in Hebrew literally means a place of speaking. God is speaking to you today, and he's speaking to me. And I would be remiss not to say that 
I'm on my own journey in the wilderness personally in all this because everything's changed and it's been very difficult and it's revealing wilderness in me and my dependencies and my flaws and the things that need to change in me. And just to be real, I mean, my desire is to be more like God. And that's my desire for you is, is our team of, of elders here. And, and I'm not saying it's going to be a walk in the park. There's a bit of wilderness and it's hard to see through, but the wilderness is an opportunity for us to trust God, trust God. And so we gave Israel this fire by night. And I'm just using that as a title today because fire has an ability to refine and to burn up that which doesn't belong. And the, those things that, that bring literally bring the, the, the fire of God can bring the, the dross of, of, in the silver, the impurities to the top so they can be skimmed off. So the fire by night was God's presence leading them through the wilderness. And he still does that today. And Deuteronomy 1 verse 32, it mentions this. I'll read a few excerpts from, from that and, and Exodus today. But it says, in spite of this, he says to them, you didn't trust the Lord your God who went ahead of you on your journey in fire by night and in a cloud by day to search out places for you to camp and to show you the way to go. And there it is. There's a fire of God by night for you and I, a cloud by day to show us the way to go. In other words, God's presence is available to show you the way to go. When we trust ourselves, we're not trusting God. When we're trusting our intellect and, and, and senses, we're not trusting God. And all we see is wilderness. All you're going to see is the density of the forest that you can't get through. But when you trust the presence of God, then you see God and you lean into him and he shows you the way to go. One of the, one of the first things that, the, that the, the fire by night or the, the fire of God reveals is the way to go. And it says in Exodus 13, verse 17, it says, When Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country, though that was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So what you're saying here in the scripture, God, is that you intentionally took them on a longer route so that they wouldn't change their minds and go back to bondage, slavery, whatever, a picture of sin and our own slavery. Uh-huh. Think on that for a minute. The fire of God reveals the way to go, and it's going to take maybe a, a little longer than you wanted it to take. So you see, the road to promise isn't an easy road, and it feels like the blessing is a little bit too long in coming, and you want to give up. You want to give up. Everybody knows that feeling. You want to give up. You want to just say, forget it. But the fire of God takes us on a journey that's not the shortcut, and it exposes the wilderness inside of you when you're in the middle of the wilderness. That's the good thing. The second thing that the fire of God do, does is it makes a new way. The fire of God makes a new way, a brand new way. So he says, I'm doing a new thing. I read that in Isaiah 43 there. In Exodus 13, 18, it says, so God led the people around by the desert road toward the Red Sea. The Israelites went out of Egypt 
ready for battle. So they're all pumped up. They're all excited. We're being set free. And where does God take them on this, this, not the short way, the long way. And he takes them right into a place where they know, wait a minute, we don't have a boat with us. We have an army that's pursuing us. Why here? You see, the fire of God makes a new way and the way doesn't make sense. It actually leads to bigger obstacles. Some of the bigger obstacles actually are our own sin. They are our own uh, uh, weaknesses. They're the flaws in our lives. And those that is the wilderness within. You say, well, man, like, is that what God does? He loves you that much. <laughs> and he illuminates you in the word of God. And he shows you like a mirror who you are so that you can repent of sin in your life. And you can ask God for help to overcome and walk in a victory and, and, and take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God and fight your battles and win. You see, but the way doesn't always make sense. And it does lead to bigger obstacles like the Red Sea. And you don't, you don't have to figure out things on your own. This is what I love about it. The fire of God leads us in the direction that's best for us, for our betterment. Okay. And so if you start figuring, trying to figure things out on your own, and that's just the way you go, literally doing that does expose another wilderness within you. It, it exposes the wilderness of self-dependence instead of a God dependence. You see, the miracle way is, is preceded by testing and trust. The miracle way, the, the, the Red Sea is, okay, there's, there's, there's a cloud and there's a fire by night and there's a cloud by day and here's where we are, but now here we are in front of a immovable object. And it was the opportunity for God to open up that, that sea and bring people through on dry ground and bring them toward their promised land. The Red Sea, they were trapped. They were thinking, we're going to be slaughtered here. But they, are, they already knew God's provision. And even, even on the, the issue of manna, God allowed them to be tested in that. In Exodus 16, 4, I read, I will test them and see if they will follow my instructions about just gathering enough for the day. And a bunch of them didn't. It, it's, it's an opportunity for us to trust God. We want the miracle, you see, but we don't want the fire. We want the solution. We want the end goal, but we don't want to go through the process. We have to go through the process. There's no shortcut. There's no, there's no detour around it around the wilderness, because the wilderness then is left inside you, and God wants to expose the wilderness that's inside of us. And the third thing the fire of God fights, it does is the fire of God fights your battles day and night. It's just like he's battling on your behalf all the time. It says in Exodus 14, verse 19 to 20, it says, then the angel of God who had been traveling in front of Israel's army withdrew and went behind them. The pillar of cloud also moved from in front and stood behind them coming between the armies of Egypt and Israel. Throughout the night, the cloud brought darkness to one side and the light to the other side. So neither went near the other all night long. The angel of God was in on this, traveling with them. And God was fighting their battle. What that reassures me is that in my wilderness, whether I'm awake or whether I'm asleep, whether I can see it or can't see it, hmm, God is very much committed to exposing the wilderness in my own heart as he is in exposing the wilderness in your heart. 
But what do you do? How, how do you act or respond when you're afraid or you're feeling threatened or you're feeling like there's no way out and it exposes the wilderness in you? Well, what God says he'll do, just like he did in this story, he hems you in. He hems you in. He makes an adjustment and he moves to the side where you need protection and safety until you trust him. Interesting, isn't it? How the angel of the Lord is even involved in this case. I wonder if the angels of God, God says he sends them as ministering spirits to watch over us. Isn't that fascinating? It's in the Bible. I don't know how it all works, but I believe it. God is for us. He's not against us. He wants to work his will in our hearts, but he's not forcing us. We're not puppets on a string and we're not robots. And so he, is, he, he allows us in our disobedience to come to repentance and say, Lord, I need you. I want you. Father, direct my heart. Reveal this wilderness in me. I want your ways. You see, his presence goes with us. And as a born-again believer, that means God lives in you by his spirit. And he said this to Moses in Exodus 33 and 13. It's good for us to relate to this. He says, Moses, Moses tells God, God, remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then Moses said to him, if your presence doesn't not go with us, do not send us up from here. It was that critical. It's that critical that, that, that we depend on God's presence to be leading us, the fire of God in us. How about that? The Holy Spirit in us, leading us, and his presence goes with us. I don't want to go somewhere that he's not leading. I don't want to go and, or even stay in the wilderness of my heart because that's, God's leading me out of that. Don't get blinded by the wilderness around you. It's an opportunity to expose. So what's this all about? Let me, let me conclude with this story in Exodus 15, 22 to 27. It says, then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea. Okay, it goes on. And they went into the desert of Shur. Sure, they did. For these three days, they traveled in the desert without finding water. And when they came to Merah, they could not drink its water because its water was bitter. That's why the place is called Merah. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. God gave the leader a, a direction and answer. He threw it in the water and the water became fit to drink. There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them, put them to the test. Hear the wording. And he said, if you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, if you pay attention to his commands and keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Quite the opposite, right? Then they came to Elam where there were, this is what, they go from this and then it says in verse 20, then they came to Elam where there were 12 springs and 70 palm, palm trees, and they camped near the water. So they go from like, okay, bitter water, we're, we're grumbling, this is terrible, la, 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 la. And it was an opportunity for God to actually instruct them. Says, you've got to trust me. Your trusting is, is obeying my, my direction, my word, my, my promises to you, uh, my instructions to you. Listen carefully to me, okay? Do what's right in my eyes. The New Testament commits the same promises to you today, except they're better promises because you have it by the power of the God and the power of the Holy Spirit that's living within you. He's made you righteous. Now you uphold that righteousness by, by pursuing holiness. Wow. So here's the blessing. All of a sudden it's like, well, the next place it's like, hey, I haven't forgotten your needs. Never. Like now you got, now you got all these palm, they counted them. There it is. 
We have 70 palm trees, man. How many of us can get under the palm trees in the shade? And there's 12 springs to water, beautifully provisioned for every tribe. Interesting, isn't it? You know, there's some, um, as they, as they hit these different wildernesses, it says there's about, as you read them, there's about 10 different wildernesses that of, of the of the Israelites' desert wanderings, about 10 of them. And they all have a different meaning and they all have a different significance. And I, I bet you us Christians, we're going to go through probably all eight similar kinds of testing in our life. We'll share that on another time. But maybe this season you're in right now, maybe this is the wilderness of sure. Maybe because the wilderness for sure means a wall, a hemmed in or a limited place. And that's kind of like how a lot of people feel under the restrictions that have been imposed on them and so on. And they really couldn't escape. And um, really, the same way none of us could just can just run out of the world here and out of COVID and out of restrictions and limitations and all that and virus and so on. You need a miracle for the limitations. We need a miracle for the limitations. And we're up against the wall, kind of like the, the Hebrews were. And they, they followed the cloud to a place. They followed the cloud to a place of limitation. Hmm. So what are you saying? So do you think that God is allowing this for our good? I believe so, because God does work all things together for our good. Those who love him are called according to his purpose. He wants to expose the wilderness in us. So the testing, the trying, the, the trial is not a bad thing for us. So it wasn't because, and, and even the testing always wasn't because of rebellion or disobedience, but because God's plan was to trade their limitation for his limit, unlimited grace mercy, love, and power. You see, limit, limitations are God's veiled opportunities for his miracle provisions in your life, in mind. And God's plenty is just beyond our limitations. So where from here? Where from here? You see the wilderness all around you. But it's the wilderness inside you that the Lord wants, that the Lord wants. And he is so willing to lead you by the fire by night, day and night, day and night. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'm going to show you the way to deal with the wilderness that's on the inside of you. And I'm going to expose it. This is a good thing. Let me, let me end with these action steps for you about his fire by night real, reveals, first of all, that his mercies are new every day. His mercies are new every day. You get one day at a time, okay? There's a new mercy. You'll see that in the whole story of the children of Israel and their wanderings, okay? But remember what he has already done, FYI. Remember what he's already done. Look back, go. God, you did this. David did that. Lord, you deliver me from the, the paw of the lion and the bear. He's facing Goliath. He's facing a wilderness of, of challenge. But he followed the fire of God and he obeyed the Lord. So he remembered the mercies of God are new every day. And the next thing is God wants his glory showing through your life. So this is another reason why we follow his presence, okay? And that we allow his presence to expose that so that we be, can be holy like he's holy. And we can deal with the heart issues that are in us, in our human nature, Okay, and uh, and he because he really wants his glory to show through us. How are how are those around us going to know God except they see God's holiness? They see God's love and purpose through you and through I. 
okay? There's a reason for wilderness. It's to expose the wilderness inside you. And another thing, God is always leading. Night and day, night and day, just like in the story. But my, my, my encouragement to you today is let him lead you when it, you, it doesn't make sense. Let him lead you when you don't understand and where he's leading you, it looks like more limitation. You serve a God with no limits, okay? Who works miracles, who can do wondrous things. So you don't have to wonder and wander, but lean with your wonder into a wonder what God is gonna do now with an anticipation, with a faith, and then get God's counsel. Don't run ahead on your own. Get God's counsel. Waiting isn't, isn't easy, but it's necessary to seek and to obey the will of God, okay? Proverbs 18.10 says that the name of the Lord is a fortified tower. It says that you, the righteous, you don't run ahead of God. It says you run into God. It says you run into it and are safe, into him are safe. And the other thing that we want as an action step is to desire God's will above ours. You say, well, how's that an action step? Well, get, get your appetite whetted in the desires of God that you find in the word of God and what his promises for you are. And that's why the Bible teaches us, seek first the kingdom of God and his right ways and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Desiring God's will above yours is where you'll begin to see the wilderness in your own heart because you see God's promised land, okay? And then shorten your wilderness. Just shorten your wilderness. How do you do that? Well, you submit to the test without the grumbling and complaining. Learn it. Don't fail in it. You know, the Israelites, they were hiding off in their tents, you know, and then complaining, complaining against Moses and complaining, complaining against God. And you take us out to die. And man, the food was better in Egypt and blah, 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 blah. And it was a whole lot better when we could be all in the church. Yeah, I know. But you see, the sooner that you and I learn the lesson and see the wilderness and you submit to God, the sooner that you're given the grace to move on. I love how Nehemiah said it, talking about the children of Israel. And there's many places in the Bible, David talked a lot too about these journeys. He says, because of your great compassion, Lord, you did not abandon them in the wilderness. By day, the pillar of cloud did not fail to guide them on their path, nor the pillar of fire by night to shine on the way that they were to take. You see, God is more committed to your change than your comfort. You've heard that before, right? It's not my origin, original line, but we see it all through scripture. So I ask you the question, why is it that slavery looks better than trusting God? Why does bondage to sin look better than trusting God's provision? Why does, why does the food of oppressors look better than trusting God for sustenance or daily food? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That's God's word, daily word for you to show you the way. If you don't know where to go, and there it is. And it's God's presence is right in those words and for you. What is the Lord doing in you right now? You maybe see the wilderness all around you, and it's dense, and it's intimidating. God wants you today to see the wilderness inside of you. Get that. Take that to prayer. Would you do that as part of your action steps here? Take that to prayer. Say, Lord, show me the wilderness inside of me. 
those things that you want to uproot out of my life. For some of you, where from now? Well, my encouragement to you would be this, is to surrender your life to God, to trust in him and watch what he'll do. I did that when I was 18. I said, Lord, if you're there, I sure need your help. God, come and save me. If you ask God today, and you say, Lord, help me. Come and reveal yourself to me. Trust me, he will. He will. He'll hear your prayer and he'll answer you. He promises it in his word. So I'd encourage you to receive God today. I'm going to pray for you and you'll find there's this place where it says, hey, put up your hand to receive Christ in the online platform here. Click on that. Go and talk with somebody from, from, from Hill City Church and they'll help you in this journey. Man, there's a lot here, okay? God cares about this. He loves you and he's committed to your change. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us, Lord, to follow these steps along and to trust you, Lord, and not to be intimidated by the wilderness, to understand sometimes you, Lord, take us out in the wilderness the long way to expose the wilderness that's inside of us. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, that it's just not a shortcut. It's just not a detour away from the things that you say, Lord, are the most important things that we're serving you with our whole heart. And that we're not divided in our devotion, but we're 100% committed to you, Lord. Change us, Lord. Reveal these things to us. Help everyone that's listening today to walk through these steps and to ask you, Lord, show me about the wilderness in me, Lord, that you want to uproot and take out. We trust you, Lord, that the fire by night is going to come and refine us. And the, and the trials that we are going through right now are an aid in helping us to see all that. Lord, for those that are accepting you today, help them, Lord, to say yes to you, to reach out to you, God, whatever they're going through today, God, you won't reject them, you will accept them, you'll put your hand upon them, and you'll help them, Lord, to be born again by your spirit and be in relationship with you and be renewed and healed. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen and amen. Wow, 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 I'm excited about what God can do in your life when you catch the, the spirit of God in what he's saying in his word as messages are preached. Wow. So I'm a Christian today. <laughs> anyway, God bless you. Thank you so much. Love you. Praying for you. Lots of cool things that are going on. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. We would love to hear how you have been impacted by this message. You can contact us at info at hillcity.ca or simply find us on Facebook and Instagram.